0: Ken, thank you for taking time to join us on Oilers Now. How was uh, the All Star break slash bye week for you?
1: Well, it's one of those uh, weeks where you're 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 taking a physical break, but you're not taking a mental break, and that's just that's just being a head coach in the National Hockey League. You never get away from it. But uh, I was able to go to Texas and make sure the home front was okay there uh, getting getting that all fixed up so i you know hopefully can spend the next four or five months here working on stuff and, uh, and then the rest of the stuff was uh gathering information to try to help the team become better so i got i sought out opinions uh i looked at a lot of tape i looked at a lot of video i talked to some players and i uh, did my homework in trying to help the team get better and and see what tweaks we can put system-wise into everything bob and and see uh see if we can do some things better to give us a better result i i really felt leaving the leaving the uh uh the the for the break that if we continued down the same path it wasn't going to be successful we had to tweak and change some things so all that stuff gets in place starting today, and we're looking forward
0: to it. Well, there was a piece written by uh, Terry Jones, which alluded to some potential changes. Uh, I, I don't, you know, we're not going to push you to get into too much detail, but generally speaking, uh, you've opened up the Pandora's box. So you're, you're saying we got to play a little bit differently. So, what are the sort of core principles of how you're maybe hoping to play differently without totally giving away uh, the game plan on a, sort of a game by game basis?
1: Well, I think the the whole concept of things is how do we spend more time in the fun zone, which is the offensive zone? We've got to play more on our toes. We've got to play more predictable offensively, and we've got to play more on the attack. How do we do that? Obviously, we we we've got to find ways so that the players look like we're quicker on the ice so that that we, we spend more time on the attack. So we're going to put uh, systematic, principles in place that allow us to be more predictable allow us to play quicker allow us to put more numbers in on attack and allow us to be in a position where we can support each other a little bit quicker and easier and i think those i think we're capable of doing that stuff and i am looking forward to to the next two days of practice to see how this works um i've done this before and it's been very successful i did it in st louis and it was very successful and i want to put some of these. uh, principles in in place and 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 see where the guys go to that i just felt that that we were too slow um leaving the break and we exposed ourselves because of that and and now what we need to do is the tempo has gone up in this last third of the phase it's going to go up the checking is going to go up it's going to be harder to create offense uh there's going to be less room on the ice which you see now um it's those principles have to be in place for us to get to the next level.
0: We're joined by Evans and head coach, Ken Hitchcock, Bob Stoffer with you on Witters. Now, Ken, look, we, we, we in a time where, you know, in theory, everybody can do everything and that's all well and nice. And, you know, uh, we're all singing kumbaya and that sort of thing. But the question I have for you is can you have different lines play different ways? So you give a little bit more creative and artistic license to guys that paint a little bit differently, uh, in the offensive zone, like a McDavid or like a dry saddle, Nugent Hopkins, as opposed to, cause you talked about predictability and I'm just wondering, is that part of the process in terms of how you delineate in terms of how you attack is the predictability or are, are, are maybe for with a lack of a better term, the third or fourth lines and you still give a, you know, some offensive options to, to top end elite level talent players.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think that predictability comes under pressure. You know, you you expect different plays from people when there's limited pressure. You know, when you have a an odd man rush or you have a 3 on 2, you have a 4 on 3, you have a 2 on 1, you expect different things from different skill sets. But under pressure, under pressure we need to put principles in place so the guys aren't hesitating. And secondly, Uh, Where you want to look the same is when the opposition has the puck. So when the opposition has the puck, you could take the names and numbers off our sweater and we could look similar. And that's what we're trying to get in place here. So we're trying to put automatics when we're under pressure and automatics when we're putting the other team under pressure. But on the creative side, when there's odd man rushes or there's odd man situations down low in the offensive zone, there's some guys that have the green light to make the next play. And there's some guys you just, you want the puck pounded at the net and let's hunt for rebounds. So those players know who they are and they know how we teach. And and like any coach does that, but under pressure, we want to look similar as much as we can.
0: We're joined by orders head coach, Ken Hitchcock Ken, the orders were 17, 12 and two with Oscar cleft in the lineup. When he went out at a time in which you also lost Chris Russell, that's really where this five and 12 skid started. You have gotten Russell back. Um, I guess we'll find out tonight at practice as to where Clefbaum is at, but is there any way, you know, to – can you underscore at all, just the impact that Clefbaum has given the fact that he's, you know, your number one slotted defenseman based upon minutes played?
1: Well, we have to be careful because he's not going to come back to us 100%. In other words, he's not going to be up to the speed of the National Hockey League. He's missed over 20 games that's gonna be difficult. So we gotta be realistic there. Is he gonna help us? Yes, a lot. We know that. But this is a double whammy for this organization. Uh, Sakara, who was the one or the 1A, and Clefbaum, who was the one or 1A, are both gone missing. And to win in the National Hockey League, missing your one and two defensemen is very challenging. So Clefbaum's injury hurt us in two ways. We lost a good player, but more important, we were thin when we were looking at the top end of our lineup. And I said this the night before to, to Peter that we were talking about the lineup and I said the two guys we cannot afford to lose are Connor and, and Clef. And then we lost both Clef and, and uh, Chris Russell in that game in, in, in Colorado and that put us on a little bit of a spin here. So it's a combination. I'm, I'm really curious and excited to see how we look, at least at practice, with both Clef Baum and Sakara going full speed in the next two days. And I, I'm, I'm excited and curious to see what the team looks like because when you see them during drills, not scrimmages like it's going to go on the next two days, they look like they're a cut above everybody, which is going to help us a lot. So I don't know when they're both going to play. Uh, we're going to know after this second practice how far both guys are away, but, but just on puck movement alone, they make us look a lot faster and a lot better. Quite frankly,
0: Not an excuse, but uh, you know what? Since Andre Secker got injured in game five against the uh, Anaheim Ducks, you could make an assertion that the Edmonton Otters organization has not been the same. And he and Clefbaum certainly, you know, plus players, 35 plus points each uh, in the uh, big step forward year back in 16, 17, Ken Hitchcock joining us. Ken, Uh, You mentioned the importance of uh, Connor, the importance of uh, Oscar Clefbaum. There's another factor in this always, and that's goaltending, right? And you need some stops right now, don't you, regardless of who's in between the pipes and even regardless of who's got the long-term contract extension.
1: Well, Bob, we went on a run because of the goalies. We went on a run because the goaltending save percentage was in the 930s, which – we that's what we need back again if we're going to make the playoffs and we're going to go on a run we have to be the goalies have to be the story and quite frankly they got to be the story on any of these teams that are going to get in ben bishop yesterday tossed a shutout against and held for it the last five minutes against buffalo he made five incredible saves at the end of the game um that and and gave him a shutout that that's that's what the stories are right now If, if your goaltender's are carrying the day, and they are the first or second star. You're going to win a lot of hockey games at this time of year. And both guys did that for us before. And for us to get to the next level and be a playoff team, they're going to have to do it for us again. So it's not negotiating for this. It's just the facts of life that that's what we need to get up to the next level.
0: Ken Hitchcock joining us. Ken, you know, uh, we've talked about improved play and goal, the return of some healthy defensemen. Uh, you know, maybe trying to play differently up front. There, there's no magic elixir coming from outside. This team is cap challenged. Uh, Keith Gretzky's going to have to do an incredible dance just to get anything to help you at this stage of the game. So the solutions have to come internal. And does that go for the leadership as well?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's, that's what you want. You, it, 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 it doesn't look good on us if we're sitting there crying for help. It, it, we've got a we've got a roster here that went nine nine two and two and it's the same roster except for one player uh we can run this thing again but we're going to need maxed out by by our players by our key guys it starts in goal carries on to the back end and then moves up to the key guys up front but we're going to have to we're going to have to do what a lot of teams are You, you your best players have to be your best players and your key players have to perform at a high level but that's what the nhl is like and that's that's what winning in the nhl is like and If we get our key players playing well and we get the goaltending that we had before, there's no reason that we can't go on a run like we did before. and We expect that to happen, and we want that to happen. And it's our job as coaches to put the players in a position to help them get success. But the bottom line is this is the time of year where, uh, to me, as a player, you've got to love this because this is like 32 playoff games going on right now. And if you just stay in the fight, uh, you never know what happens. And, you know, there's going to be lots of four-point games come up. There's going to be lots of games that are uh, are going to be uh, feel like a, like a sudden death game seven. And that's, that's, that's a great atmosphere to work in. Our biggest challenge moving forward, Bob, right now is game one. And the reason for that is that that will be Philly's fourth game. Right. And they're up and running. And it's our first game. And we saw what teams – who were down a game, came back. Uh, Boston had a really difficult time playing against Winnipeg. Winnipeg had played a game already, and the second half of the game for Boston was very challenging and difficult. And that's what we're going to have to get used to. So we're going to have to do a lot of scrimmaging at practice over the next two days to get ready for this and uh, get ourselves in game situation. But I'm like the players. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to seeing how far we can step up and seeing how far
0: we can go. You said something there, Ken. I just got two more questions for you very quickly. Uh, you said uh, as a player you got to love it. And, you know, I, I get a chance to be around the team on a day-by-day basis and on the road. You love this, don't you? You love coming back to your hometown and being a part of this and trying to be part of a solution here to will this team back into the playoff mix. Yeah, I mean, I'm –
1: I feel the angst of the fans and and, um, I I love what I do and I love, I love what's going on here. Uh, I love the people I work with here. I mean, it was, it's a great group of people and I, I want to come through for them and I know how challenging it is. I know how difficult it's going to be, but I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid to win and I'm going to do everything I can to help this team win. But my, my, for me and my life, the way it goes right now is all wins are, are just relief. The, losing is hell for me, and uh, I hate to lose as bad or worse than anybody, and all my friends in this city know that. And uh, I, I, that's why I feel for the people in this city. But we're the ones in charge with making the difference here, and I'm the head guy in charge on the ice, and i got to do everything I can and turn over every rock to help these guys have success.
0: And I'll leave just one final one, and that's yesterday. Uh, the order of hockey uh, for Hockey Canada. Um, when you think back to, you know, applying your trade, coaching uh, midget uh, A and then AAA kids out in Sherwood Park and going to practice and watching Claire and Billy out at, uh, you know, what is now Claire Drake Arena, the old varsity arena at the U of A, is a little bit surreal when you get an award like that. To think of because it's a career achievement award, I mean you're there with George Kingston, he played for Claire Drake at the University of Alberta, you know, uh and then coached against Claire for a number of years and was a head coach in the NHL of San Jose um Just a thought on uh, receiving that yesterday and and uh if you can reflect upon what that honor means
1: well to go in i i'm I'm really happy for Jenna because she was the glue for Hockey Canada with the women's program in, in a lot of those big competitions. And to go in with George feels the same as going in with Claire. So it's very emotional for me, but it was a hard day for me because uh, I my, my sole focus is so much on the Oilers right now. I, I'm i like any other coach. We, we don't appreciate this stuff and the people that got us this opportunity as much as we will either in the summer or when our careers are over. So right now, for me, I very much appreciate the opportunity that Hockey Canada has given me, but my sole focus is the Edmonton Oilers right now, and that's why I'm going to hang up on your Bob, and get back to work.